0: Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans,
1: for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host. Uh, we are going to look back at the Burnley game. I say we are going to look back at the Burnley game. And uh, Dan
2: will get that joke. I say, Dan, do you get that joke? <laughs> yeah, man. I've recovered from the weekend. Have you, Fergus? Uh, you know what? It's it was my birthday yesterday. I share it with
1: uh, the mighty KC, um, Kevin Campbell. Um, I am younger than them, obviously, as you can see. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if I have recovered. Five hundred miles, twenty miles around the M twenty five
2: yesterday as well. Um, and we drank lots. Well, we did. We I was slept. with you, mate, and I was fine. I mean, I didn't get any sleep or anything either, but I was all right.
1: No, <laughs> you never slept at all. Did you? <laughs> it was good. It was I good have fun. not witnessed anybody, Dan. I have not witnessed anybody, bar maybe a, a baby of about six months old, that sleeps as much as you do.
2: Man, how do you think I get this beautiful face? Beauty sleep, mate. Beauty sleep. You're not supposed to know, laugh, you Corey. You're supposed money. to agree. Can... <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> the away day, day but... sleepers—they're the worst, Fergus. They're the worst. The away uh, day yeah, sleepers.
1: Man. I know. I know. Yeah, as the as old judges trick. Judges don't need me. Because, because
2: judges only drinks half pints, so he doesn't get smashed. <laughs> so he doesn't need—he doesn't need sleep as much as me. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you talk about a half pint. Oh, he's gone. Oh, yeah, Ferg, you're, you're, your your internet is I so was fine. bad. Mate. You've still had a half pint.
1: <laughs> That's the one that ruined me. I'm sticking.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> He's still going. He's still going. Yeah. So <laughs> he's
1: HP, still going. He, he's, eh?
2: <laughs> he's still going. He's still going. I think. Fergus, <laughs> safer. He's still going. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> is he still going? Half <laughs> fag, <Ferg. Ferg. laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna have to stop, mate, because you're. I you
3: mean, like, out of Burnley, wouldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> no like, different, is it? I tell no you what, we really. can
2: caption. We can caption his photo, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like that. There we go. All right, He's, Dan, gone. You're He's gone. He's gone. Jesus! Wow, he was still going, wasn't he? I think he'd know there. Uh, he, was, anyway. he was giving it his all, wasn't he? Oh, I was, mate. Before he comes back, I've got to um, got to go to Scunny first because that was the first away game that me and you have done together. Yeah. Proper good laugh, man! It was great. Before in a cricket club, which is a bit of a bit of a dive up there, in it In a Burnley cricket club. Jeez, but um, <laughs> before the yeah. game we. Before the game, we we uh, we had a bit of a chat, and we both kind of had the opinion that we might nick it because we'd come to the kind of place before. I think you said that you went last time and got a good result at Burnley up there. Yeah,
4: last end of last season, mate. It was five uh, one, so it was last game of season for us. Mm. Mm. And I don't think we've lost though, there since the nineteen seventy something. So at least that record's still in check. We weren't lost mm. there yet. Mm.
2: What did you make of it, man? Because for me, it was it was depressing. And for me, it's the senior players letting us down. It's not the youngsters, you know. I'd say this month, Martinelli, Saka, even Bellerin, who's still young, Torreira, Maitland-Niles, they've all been kind of there for our, our, our youth, but it's our senior players letting us down. That's what I think is stunning.
4: <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, in all fairness, mate, um, me and Lee was stood next to each other. We had a chat during the game and I, I don't think it was just our seniors players let us down. I think it was the Arteta let us down in that game. He got them tactics completely wrong. And that's the first time I think I've seen that happen so far this season. Yeah, Especially, well, with him this season. Uh, I actually predicted a 3-1 uh, at uh, their place. so I didn't think we'd nick it. I thought we'd actually win quite comfortable with the way we were playing Boy, it just just didn't turn out that way at all. And uh, I think with the switch up, just to shoehorn a bamiang back into the game to you know and keep Lacazette in, rather than maybe replacing Lacazette with a Bamiang and leaving Pepe in the squad, I think that really hurtles up front. Hmm.
1: Guys, Fergus, you're I back. Have, uh, I'll let you take I'll over, man. 50p <laughs> in the meter. I have got internet <laughs> back <laughs> for for now at least. Um, I don't know what my wife is doing, so. Uh, she must have watched us.
3: She's
4: Sunday, on yeah, the bike getting it all
3: going, isn't she? Like that. <laughs> 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 Thank
1: you, that mouse won't coin it anymore, so you got the
4: wife to do it instead.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Listen, um, just Mike, obviously, you've introduced yourself, Lee. Hello, mate. You okay? Uh,
3: happy birthday for yesterday, by the way. I hope Thank had you had a good night, like,
1: you know. 49
3: undefeated.
1: 49 undefeated, yes, absolutely. Yeah um and Corey, I uh, hope you're well um yes. and enjoying uh this we've also got
5: johnny who's looking uh, extremely relaxed again as always so always. how are we rushing around trying to get this bloody laptop to work
1: no, that's all right. Don't worry. Nobody, <laughs> nobody else has any. You're uh, gonna sign
3: me out, you gonna sign now. <laughs> 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 well, okay. Let,
1: let, let's get a grip. Let's get a grip. Let's look at the game. First of all, we 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 took the the, the long trip up. It was a six thirty uh, departure from uh, sunny sunny Essex. There was a few of us in the car. We met up with Lee. We met up with Mike. We met up with um, uh, Ross. He was miserable. Um, uh, met up with um, Tony and loads of the others. Trev was there as well. Trev wasn't drunk at all, honestly. Two forty-five 45 a pint of Guinness. <laughs> 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 he was like a ki- he was like a kid in a sweet shop. Honestly, it's so cheap up there. Absolutely so cheap. Um,
4: we we had was, breath- can I just stop you there, mate. You was complaining like hell about the price of the pints in that cricket club. Yeah, because I, I wasn't complaining about the price.
1: I was complaining about the quality. It was dog. It was awful. Well,
4: that's what you get when you drink Carlin, mate.
1: I, I, I right. went Why Amsterdam. would you
5: subject yourself to
1: Carlin? I done Amsterdam. I done. I done loads of beers. That cricket club was. The only thing that was good in the cricket club was afterwards which we, when we had um, the Jaeger bombs at two pound a pint <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dan and um, my brother-in-law were like popping <laughs> to the guys in the, in the corner <laughs> with the rave music on. <laughs>
2: uh, mate, what were they listening to?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm oh. too old to know. Um, <clears throat> Benny and Hart, pies, peas and gravy. All the experiences have been up north. What did we make of them? Dan, you had um, you had the Benny and Hart. What did you mm. think of it?
2: Well, I did uh, I did a quick um, podcast before the game with um, one of the Burnley uh, lasses from Does Who Runs a Podcast, and she asked me to jump on with her just to give her article perspective. And she said, at the end of it, she said, make sure you try Benny and Hot." Now, I've never heard of this before in my life. So I went out at half-time, and it was freezing up there. And this was like a, a kind of uh, hot liquor. So I thought, go on, do you know what? i love it. i love it. Got you a lot of beer. And I think you had a bit of it, didn't you, Ferg? It was quite nice. I had a him actually, yeah. Yeah, warm yeah. me up, warm me up, So, which is what we needed. And um, do you know what? Result aside, which we'll go into in a bit, I had a wicked time and you boys made it, to be fair, because it was uh, shocking, shocking 90 minutes of football. And just uh, to socialise you boys, and on the way up there, Ferg was great. On the way back was great. And staying you the night really over there, uh, well, I don't remember. I don't remember the bits I slept for, but I can remember most of the day <laughs> that I was there, mate, and the night. Just, so, just great time. Mate. Great
1: you did wake up. You did wake up. You were awake for about 10 minutes before we started. By the time we got on the M11, you were asleep. Um, and then you said, oh, I want food about, yeah, before nine o'clock. He was sounder when we got to Doncaster. So I jumped onto the M62, carried on across. And he started to, to, to wake up just as we pulled off the roundabout on the A56 coming into Burnley. He said, Oh, we'll stop in a minute and have some food, Dan. He said, Oh, that'd be good, for, How far are we? I went, We're there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Listen, man, I had a nice sleep. We're talking about the trip because it was a great trip. It was a good away day. It was a good to meet up with everybody and everything else. And it's really, really enjoyable. But I think the reason why we're talking about the trip more than anything else is the football was absolutely Dire, um, you know, Arteta is blaming long grass and dry pitches. Uh, what did we make of the lineups, Lee? Uh, you were talking about the lineups. We, we had a quick chat afterwards, and we we're talking about the lineups and, and and stuff like that. What did you What did you make of the lineups overall?
3: I was disappointed with it. I have to say, I, I, I think that um, I'm not criticizing Arteta. I'm never going to go down that route at this moment in time. But I thought that he catered. For certain players in the team, and and that meant that players like Martinelli were put out of position as well. I, I can't understand why that, that our two best players have been Saka and Martinelli, and unfortunately, you know, Saka got injured. But uh, they broke up that partnership and put Bamiang in there, and it did just didn't work. Like it was, you know, all our good play over the last few games has come down the left, and uh, you know, I felt that that was a wrong decision. I felt that for the first time. I, I was questioning his team selection, you know, the Torreira being left out as well. Um, Mustafi coming straight back in after being stretched off at the week uh, on the Monday night. But in saying that, he'd done really, really well. Um, but I just felt we lost the momentum of the game. It just wasn't... I, 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 I don't know if he was looking at Burnley, give him a little bit too much respect. I don't know. I'm not so sure. But um, I was disappointed with the team lineup up okay. and... And the actual uh, performance was as, well, it was, it was back to uh, the old days. But the one good thing about it and the positive was, was a clean sheet and we, um, and uh, we, <laughs> me and Mike, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well yeah, Mike, I'll tell you what, Mike was going negative, every negative. every two minutes, they're going to score in a minute, they're going to score in a minute, but they didn't. <laughs> so there's the positive, like right, you know.
1: Uh, Corey, what was your thoughts generally of the lineup, and then and, and and just roughly the like you know the first half in the first three minutes, um, Lacazette could have scored, and if I think if he scored that goal, we'd be talking about a completely different outcome and a completely different game.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. That header um, that should be food and drink for someone of Lacazette's quality, um, but it kind of fits in with his form of late. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. I'm with Lee, like the team selection baffled me a bit. Um not baffled me, but you know, you, obviously a Bambiang sort of comeback in the team. I expected Lacazette to be dropped, um, not Pepe, because obviously he's woefully out of form. Um we are struggling for goals and sort of trying to trying to force Lacazette into the team when he's not giving us what we need. Um mm-hmm. Didn't make sense to me. I was I expected Abamian to go straight back up top um, with and keep Martinelli and the Saka partnership going. So that you know, I was disappointed when I saw the team line up. Torreira being dropped as well. Um, why? I don't get it. Gundosi did have a good game last time out, but not. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be in the team at the expense of Torreira. So Dan, um, Dan, thoughts on, on on Torreira being dropped.
2: Yeah, I didn't get that at all, man. The only thing I can think is that because of Burnley's set pieces and crosses that they normally put into the box, they're quite physical. I think he went for height. I don't think Genduzi and Siaka works at all. Um, we missed Torreira. And when he did come on, we did look better. He had a good game, I thought, Torreira. You know, no one no one shone, but I didn't think he was bad at all. And I just feel that there's a problem with Arsenal's squad at the moment is we haven't got another Lucas Torreira. There's nobody that's like him. So we have to play him in every single game. And I think that that proved it on Sunday for me. So Torreira was a massive shock that he went in the side and it disappointed me because I'm a massive fan of him. And I actually think he's probably been one of our most consistent performers since the Arteta reign.
1: Mike, um, Mustafi, I know you're not a big fan, but I, I, I came to you very much for that reason. Mustafi has, um, he's done all right. right of recent times, and in uh, Louise under Arteta—is he making us eat our words?
4: No, not mine, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, three good games doesn't account for four or five years of absolute crap. <laughs> okay.
1: Likewise, then, Johnny, if you look at Ozil, two, three. Crap years. Does that make up for the six years of having Ozil the way he was again? W- would you have started Ozil in this game, Johnny?
5: No. Uh, we are we're not keeping you up, are we? Hardly. Um, if you look at the stats, Ozil hasn't actually uh, provided an assist away from home since January twenty eighteen. So why? It's nice that he turned up in Burnley. You know, he went more north of Watford, but. He did, he, he might have turned up in body, but not in, in mind. I don't think
1: okay. So, bringing you all back in, um, Saka Ma- Martinelli, uh, both starters, Saka, and Ella, uh, Saka was very bright, Martinelli was very bright. But I think, as we all touched and, and talked about, uh, both on and off camera, was um, why, why put Martinelli and Saka, who are a tried and tested formula, why separate them? Who, who wants to jump in on, on, on
0: that one? And, and like, I know, Co- go on, Corey, go. OK, so if you're going to, if you, uh, cutting in from the left, there's going to be way more goal-scoring opportunities than playing out on the right, if you're a right footer. So in order to get Bamiyang in the team, along with Lacazette, you're going you're gonna to have to put Bamiyang on the left if, he, if you feel like he's your most dangerous goal-scorer and you're going to play Lacazette up top. It's, I think it's as simple as that.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And that's what I'll say
3: about Catering, though, because the the decision wasn't that, was it? Martinelli's been our best player over the last three games. So it was out of Aubameyang and and Lacazette, in my opinion. And he tried to cater. And, you know, i also got to say, I feel a little bit sorry for Pepe, because I thought he's been showing signs in the last few games of of, of improvement. He needs a run. No, I felt it was just a... a, a, It was a decision that I don't think he, he can answer himself, if I'll be honest. I don't see the any best, logic in what he was doing.
2: The best away away um, free that we've had, and the best time or game that our forwards have looked good away from home, was West Ham in December. And that was Pepe, Martinelli and Aubameyang. So for me, when Lacazette hasn't scored for so long and is out of form and lack of confidence or whatever it be, you can't just keep forcing him and Aubameyang in the team together. I personally don't like seeing Aubameyang on the wing. I never have done. I like him down the centre. So that means that you play two wingers um, alongside him, and when Pepe and Martinelli play alongside Aubameyang, we look lively. Pepe hasn't been that bad. I don't like Lisa. I don't understand why he deserves to be dropped. Lacan deserves to be dropped, and so does that idiot behind him who plays an number ten role. Both of those two, not Pepe. I, w- I was talking to
1: somebody. I was talking to somebody. Um, I think it was today about the game and, and just reflecting back on the game and thinking what we could have done um, shape-wise on there. You could have put Martinelli and Sack on the left. Agreed. Uh, and that's what I would have done. I would have Abamyang down the middle, Pepe up top. But the, uh, our forward line is not really the issue. The forward line, including Lacazette, if he plays, is just not getting the service. Ozil being one of the major problems. Could we go with something like um, whatever we have at the back? So we, we, we've got uh, Mustafi and Louise at the back. We've got left and right backs. But then you put Terreira and Shaka. As the the two, and then you've got as the centre, you
5: put Gwendozi in there, and Gwendozi plays the number ten role. Would that work? Joe Willock could probably be a better fit for a number ten role. He draw. I reckon he's he's, he's a more all round player than than in going forward.
4: Okay, and so have have the, number, number, the number, number ten role should just be dropped. Yes, Gunny. Isn't yes, it? Gunny. It is a pointless, pointless position now in the Premier League. There's not very many teams that even use it anymore. For for us to keep shoe horning into this squad when he's not even doing anything, you know, just to get that <clears throat> that pre-assist extra bloody stuck, do one. You know, he's not doing anything, he's not providing anything. He did one little decent flick on Burnley, he didn't do nothing else.
1: So what would you do differently if he didn't have a number ten? How how would you have that <clears throat> midfield behind well, behind
4: the front line? The midfield that I would prefer is a, defense, a decent defensive mid, which we've got in Terea We need a a box to box player, which I think Gwendozi could do, because uh, we can't buy anyone now because we're out of the January, and we need a playmaker. You know, someone who can carry the ball at the feet as well as a box to box player. So we need something like that. We've got someone like that in Ceballos, potentially. But we haven't really seen what he can do, uh, because under Emery what was he doing? He wasn't really doing anything. You know, no one was, no one was playing in the decent position under him. So we've not actually seen what he can do yet. So for, so as a regards to number, seven, uh, number 10, it's dead and buried. It's gone. It, it needs to die a horrible death.
1: And Lee, what do you reckon on uh, what um, Joanne is saying on here? Joanne is saying, uh, is it going to pop up yet? Yeah, the balance is in the side isn't right. I think we all can at agree on there, but in particular, looking at like Ozil, um, he does get a lot of stick. Um, but, I've said it before, I don't think he's got the right players to allow for his movement. I've I, i, I I've also added to that before. I don't think he's actually moved the Premier League. But w- w- what do you think on what Joanne is saying on here?
3: Yeah, I, I, I do agree with what you're saying there. But like, I do think there's, there's an imbalance in the forward line. There's also an imbalance in the midfield. The, the midfield's not right. We were saying that when we were there. It, 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 you know, like against... Um, Bournemouth, you know, Gwendozy was outstanding in there, um, but then you, you know, Torreira, uh, as I think, has got to play in that holding role, as you say. But I, I also think that when Subias came on the other day against um, Bournemouth, he really showed something that we haven't got. Someone that was picking the ball up, forward passes into areas, and and also he can run with the ball, but he's not being given the chance. With Ozil, he's more, uh, <coughs> Ozil is sort of a player that gets the ball and just passes it. He doesn't look to go past players and and run the 20, 30, 40 yards. But I think there's an imbalance is, is, in the is, side that's wrong. Is the bias the
1: again. solution that we need uh, because we're missing Ramsey?
3: Well, I think we're missing Ramsey more than what anybody ever thought that we would do, you know what I mean? Because yeah. of, of, of all those midfield players, there's no one that's looking to get beyond the strikers, getting goals. You know, people used to criticise Ramsey for, you know, leaving his if duties, if you like, to get into goal-scoring areas. But we don't look to, to be getting any goals whatsoever. I do agree that the move... I I actually think the movement from the front players is really, really poor as well. It's, it is poor. Um, so when players are looking up, they're um, not getting the ball. But you also got to understand that the system that Arteta's playing at the minute is, I think, is because he doesn't really trust his back four. So they're all dropping deep and then the midfield's dropping deep and then the forwards on it and like from from corners we've got no one up front you know what I mean so you know like we can't really attack teams and then you're asking players like Lacazette asking Abemyang and Martinelli to run 40-50 yards before they get into the danger zone and then you're asking midfielders to try and find them So I think the imbalance from the attacking side is not quite there. I think that Arteta is trying to address address the defensive side, which he is because teams are not taking pot shots at us no more. But we're not looking as potent going forward. And I think that what we need to get in there is someone that can pick the ball up and is prepared to run with the ball. And Oz is not prepared to do that.
1: I'd agree 100% because... But like we were behind the goal, especially the first half that we were attacking away from. It was we were behind Leno's goal, and we'll talk about Leno in a minute. Um, and I, I'll be interested to see what the other guys think as well. But we watched, and I was standing with you, Dan. I was standing with the others, and, and we were looking at the shape of the back four and the way Saka was tucking in, the way um, Shaka. Shaka had a great uh, first half. From on front of us, gets a bit hazy after the first half. If I'm honest, <laughs> but but, but um, it, it, defensively, you can see that that's where. Like, all good teams start in a defence, and if you can get the defence right, then you can build from there. Uh, and I, I think with what we've got, he's doing the best he can, and it's got to move on to midfield and then the forward line. We don't really have huge issues with if they can get the right service. Um, Corey, what did you, what did you make of like the defensive setup that we had? Did you Could you see it on TV from where you were?
0: Um, you know, a bit, um, but it was, it was fine. I think defensively, although we did concede the, I mean, Burnley had the better chances, but I didn't ever feel like we were all over the place or, you know, people didn't know what roles they were supposed to be doing. Um, so defensively, um, I think we were fairly, as though we can see the chances, we were fairly comfortable. So I didn't really have an issue with that side of things.
1: Okay. We talk about Leno um, and uh, Joanne again has popped up um, and uh, we talked about it at half time um, among all of us uh, and we said, Leno, not that his distribution was very poor on Sunday. I, I actually slightly disagree what you say there, Joanne. I, I think more that his distribution distribution took so long that he was giving them 10-15 seconds so Burnley could regroup push back up. but it just seemed even thinking back again when I was thinking about doing this today thinking back on the game it seemed that everything was pressed up and it was all played around the center circle Johnny
5: yes thoughts um that's weird here I am. I am. I was listening, but you just throw to me just like completely randomly in the middle of a sentence. So you kind of take me, take me on my back foot. Right. Uh, well, distribution's been a bit hit and miss all season. I mean, it's been fantastic, saving us from losing so many games. Um, but distribution is not like back in the day where you had Seaman would grab the ball and he would throw it thirty yards to set off an attack. Just like bang, go. And, and then Henri and other players will be just bobbing it down. We're trying to build up from the back and it's just not clicking as much as 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 we're expecting it to. But how do we know that this isn't part of Arteta's uh, plan going forward? He might be doing exactly what he's being asked to. So you've got to take that into consideration as well.
1: Mike, you, you, we talked at the halftime about um, uh, about um, Leno and his slow distribution and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on on Leno's overall performance for the game?
4: It's just uh, the only reason why I reckon he had a bad game is because of that uh, that reason. There, you know, where he's trying to play out from the back and then taking so long to decide whether he wants to kick it forward or not. That's I think that was the issue overall. I don't, I didn't think he had a bad game. It, it him was great, just right? that that made it worse. Yeah, exactly. He did make some good saves, but I think that's what made it worse, and that's why it was like that. But similar to what Johnny just said, there, he, you don't. No one knows if he got told to do that during that game. So when you see Arteta on the on the touch line and waving his arms to try and kick it forward, you know, as he just decided to change his mind to tell him to kick it forward, then it's really what you should be doing. I think the keeper should be made to do it. You know, make your own decision. You're in the middle of the game, sorting out yourself in that. But sort no, Arteta- of sense. Arteta
1: did drag Leto up at one point and he spoke to uh, spoke to him. Uh, uh, and I don't know what we said. I expected something about you would have thought that
4: it's about get the distribution out quicker and, and, and move it quicker. Um Potting. Uh, when you got forwards hanging down on mid on defenders, uh, trying to, you know, play it out from the back, you just gotta take the bite the bullet and just kick it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unputy through it. A- anything to add on, on on the Leno thing, Dan?
2: No, I just think it, it, it is something that was going to take time. And again, it comes down to him being coached in a short space of time by three different managers. You know, he's had Freddie, mm-hmm. Mikel Artea and Unai Emery telling him to do separate things maybe. Unai Emery was all about playing out from the back and Leno's got that installed in him now. I think that was, let's remember, the reason that he was picked ahead of Peter Cech last season for the pure fact that he <laughs> could do that as a modern-day goalkeeper. So... I don't think the, the issue is, lies with Burnt Leno. I think he's been one of our most consistent performers. I hear people give him a lot of criticism, apart from the Chelsea game at home. I don't really think of many horrendous howlers he's had. Um, I don't see at 26 million that he's not a great goalkeeper in terms of a signing when Kepper was 75 million. I don't see yeah. much difference there at all. So I don't think Leno's the issue. I do think he was slow in distribution. I think his distribution was poor. And with you, Ferg, I think it was very slow and just couldn't get it going. But... Ultimately, that isn't why we couldn't win the game, so um, yeah, it's not, he's not there, there, does not lie the issue, in my opinion. Lee, um, Aubameyang had
1: a chance, he came close, uh, right in front of us. Uh, thoughts
3: what in the second half? Well, yeah, uh, Mike was too busy talking to me, we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't
4: blame me. You were too busy whacking that chair,
3: mate. <laughs> uh, to be where we were, we didn't really, we couldn't see it really, Mike, did we? it looked like no, it was a we were charged. We,
4: we did cheer, didn't we? We were cheering we like did, it was. We a thought, was, was like, oh,
3: thought it was. I mean, like because I thought it was easier to. Um, it was easier to uh, to score it than miss it, but uh, you know, listen, it, I, I think that he's always going to miss chances as well as score them. That's what he's. That's what he does. You know, so. I was more disappointed with his one in the first half when he ran through and with the right foot and just, uh, you know, missed by a mile. But um, now, I, I just think, uh, do you know what? I, I, I'm going to blame Leno because I felt that we was in control of the game in the first 20 minutes and then arrogance took over from him. And I was really annoyed the ball went back to him and there was, there was time for him to just quickly just knock it out to Bellerin and then Bellerin up to, to, to Martinelli. But he just delayed on it and pondered over it. Wanted too many touches, and then, then when he did play it to Bellarin, Bellarin was then uh, shut down, and we couldn't beat the press. And I just felt that there was a little bit of arrogance in our play. In, in from that moment on, we didn't. We lost. We lost the the, the midfield battle. And um, you know, like, listen. I think we've been a bit too critical of us at times because I think that Burnley um weren't so bad as, as, as Kenley was there that, that day turned around and said you know their last two home games have been Chelsea and Leicester and they've beaten them both and yeah, um yep. so we got a point out of it so that was a positive but I just feel that abameyang had that chance and listen is it because he's out wide that he's he didn't he, he, he still gets these chances I don't know I, I just felt that um <laughs> He the sure chance he, the
1: chance he had in the in the second half that you didn't see because Mike was talking to you um was um we, that's when he he dropped into the into the center he dropped into the yeah. into the box so you know and and I thought that we are switching to a, four, a four, four two or something like that at that point um, a question I don't know if you could pick it up on the TV cameras um Johnny and Corey you can come back on this one and then we'll say about it in the grand uh, David Louise was getting pelters. All day from the Burnley fans. We were right by the Burnley fans. Every time he touched the ball, it was boo boo, soft arsenal bastard. It was every you there was it was stronger than that, but there was there was, there was lots. He was just given stick.
0: We couldn't figure out why. Did you I hear know, it? I know why? You I know, know why. why. Yeah, go on then. Why? Um when we played them earlier in the season, it was David Louise who came out and said that Burnley play anti football. He said, said that last
5: just... season. He said that last, last season, season. Sorry,
0: last season. Yeah. And obviously, they've taken exception to it and they've remembered it and they, and they won't let him forget. So that's the main reason why.
5: Okay.
1: I'll tell you somebody else who did remember it as well. Um, uh, now that we understand, a lot of the other stuff now makes an awful lot of sense because a player who I'm a hit and miss on, but <clears> I absolutely <throat> fell in love with uh, for his. Captain-like behavior against Bournemouth, um, but also he—he's he, red and white through and through. Uh, Matteo Guendouzi, when David Louise went down in the box, and you won't have seen that on TV because you made sure the cameras and the referees didn't see it, he was facing us, looking at the the, the um, Burnley fans. He was flicking them the bird. He was uh, he was he was calling them all sorts of names. They were giving him loads of grief. And he was, standing, he was standing by his man. He was standing by David Louise. And, uh, Dan, do you want to come in and say what he did at the end of the game?
2: Yeah, well, it, me and you saw it and we both just said, wow, this is why I love this guy. You know, this is why the people give him stick. I just can't stand it because I just think he loves the club. He's got so much passion and he, for me... Is is superb for his reaction, and that was to drop kick it and pretend to convert a rugby shot, and then he was doing this the whole time, looking at the crowd, flicking the ball back with a rugby ball, and I just thought, mate, that is just top draw. And all that, to be fair to the Burnley fans, who I thought were great, I must admit, because we were right next to him, we, folk, but they they were they they were loving it as well. But you could just see, Gwen Doozy was like, don't don't take the piss out of our players, mate, because I love you, and that's what you want to see, you know. And people say like. You know, he's naive and he's young and he should get his head sorted out. No, nah, man, no one was saying that about Martin Keown and Patrick Vieira because they'd be doing exactly the same thing. I love this guy. I think Guendouzi could be a top draw player. I really do.
1: Finishing up on this game then, uh, Mike, Hector Bellerin and Johnny, then you can come in afterwards. What was your thoughts on the game? And then we can go around and see who you thought the man of uh, man of the match off the Arsenal side. Uh, who was that game? Mike, do you want to go first on Hector Bellerin? What did you, what did you make of him? Do you think he's getting back to his best, uh, or do you think he still looks a bit overweight and just slow, like me?
4: No, I thought he was all right. To be honest, I didn't. Have, I wouldn't even thought he had an issue. Um, no, he was all right. I can't. I I wouldn't have brought him up in an issue. I want I thought he was the worst player on our team that day. So. Uh, Özil? Okay. (laughs) So yeah, there's my there's my worst player of that game. I thought he was terrible, Uh, but yeah, as to go with Belerin, no, I I didn't see an issue with him. I thought he did all right. He has lost a bit of pace, but I suppose coming back from a big injury like that, you're going to lose a bit. You You just got to get back into fitness and carry on. But the best way to do that is keep playing games. No, agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, What was the the question?
1: Uh no, just uh, we'll come round with man of the match, who you thought your man of the match of the game was. So um Johnny, do you want to finish up on, on Bellerin? Did you have anything to add on Bellerin? Do you think he's improving? Do you think he's coming
5: back to his best? He gets better every minute he plays. But I I don't see what you're saying about um overweight. Do you think he's had too many vegan sausages? You think I just I, just, I don't know if he's bulked up too much or whatever. He I, I just
1: I've noticed him when he comes back this season, he he just looks Slower than he was before. Yes, he is coming back to 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 a, a level of fitness, but I, I I just I just don't think he looks like he did two years ago when he was bombing up the
5: wing. I, I don't think he's as quick as he was. Uh, I he's think still he's much not- mental is is physical. I think he, he would always be the first to to jump into a tackle and you know stretch that extra little bit. And really go that extra mile when he was the younger player before his injuries, because it's more than one. And so when he came back from the first big injury, we all thought that he'd lost half a yard. And then after this one, we're feeling like he looks like he's bulked up a bit. When well, that happens when you have a lower leg injury, um, when you have knee or ankles. When when they're starting to come back, they're working on their upper body and they're working on those kind of muscles so, so they can they keep a modicum of fitness, um, so it kind of goes hand in hand, and it, it'll even itself out towards the end of the season. Now it was, it was just I noticed that the fans were singing his name a lot, which is great,
1: but I thought it was maybe a little bit over the top. Of the, the, the the considering there was other players that were playing re- really well. So, uh, Johnny, start with you. Your man of the match for uh, the Burnley game and Arsenal player are you can go Burnley if you want, but I I
5: would say an Arsenal player um I'm going to agree with Russell and Joanne uh just to piss Mike off and say Mustafi <laughs> Corey
0: yeah I think it's going to be a defender um so yeah Mustafi yeah Lee
3: yeah uh for me Mustafi was our man of the match I thought we had a really good game and uh yeah, it's great to watch it and him probably play his best game next to Mike. Yeah. Okay. Dan. <laughs> oh man, this
2: horrible saying this, isn't it? I can't stand <laughs> the guy. I can't stand this guy, man. But I'm gonna have to go with him. Um Talking of Bernie players, I thought that uh, Dwight McNeil had a really good game, actually. I thought he was top draw. Yeah, that, yeah, that was one player I didn't... Yeah, as one player I didn't expect. Um, uh, You know, we talked about Ben Mee and Tarkowski and we talked about Wood and and Barnes, who was obviously injured. But for me, I thought McNeil was was sensational. But um, yeah, Arsenal players it's got to be Mustafi or Luiz and I think Mustafi just nicked it. So, squadron, Lee. Squadran gets Squad it. Squadron.
3: Squadron. Squadron. <laughs> squadron. A bit Simon. Yes. Simon, Mr. <laughs> Mr. <Scunthorpe>. Simon Mustafi, <laughs> Mr. Mustafi,
1: Mr. Scunthorpe 2019. What's your uh, What's your thoughts on Man of the Match for Arsenal? I'm
4: going to go for Xhaka. Oh.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Did really well in the first half. Played out of position in the second. I thought that's quality. That and he's not done. That. It's not the first time he's done it either. And you so know what? I'm going to go for Xhaka.
1: You know what? I don't like the fella. I don't think he should be wearing an Arsenal yeah. shirt, but I don't I either. I can't argue with you. I would, I would, uh, put, uh, as Corey said, a defender, but I, I would go, I, I'm going Shaka. Well, I, although uh, Gwen no, Gwen gets it for the rugby, the rugby thing. <laughs>
0: so
1: i give it to doozy because I can't give it a Shaka. So, yeah. So, mm. overall, I think it's Mustafi. So, um, Lee, uh, we, we had a chat outside the ground and we had a laugh before you went on to earn uh, another £150,000 a minute on Arsenal Fans TV because obviously you've earned loads and loads and loads of money doing that stuff, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: i, yeah. I do all
4: right, I do all right. You can tell, <laughs> yeah. he had Versace shoes on, but the Armani <laughs> trousers, everything, this lad, I'm telling you. Still
3: <laughs> ain't bought, still still ain't, still ain't bought Listen, me a beer, though.
1: Yeah, listen, <laughs> Lee's a dry cleaner. How many times have you lost a pair of trousers <laughs> or a suit or a shirt in a dry cleaner? The guy walks out like he's been through Marx's. well, been through uh, Westfield.
3: I will take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Like, no, so, uh, um, Please do. <laughs> so I, didn't, I, on- didn't buy, I didn't buy a... Uh, I didn't buy your pint because, like, health, health warnings were all over you boys. You know, you were so out of it, I thought, like, you know, best not to do it. Like, Trevor's just come in the chat. He's probably just woke up from Sunday. He was oblivious. I don't where He watched the second half, Trev. He was gone okay. half-time. You know what I mean? Like, you know so. did
1: you see that? Did you see that video where he's got, like, a Guinness, a lager, and then you gave him the Benny and the heart, and he goes, I love you, Donna."
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good to me it was good I, I, the best thing about um about Sunday was meeting all the guys up there when it we did have a laugh and um you know it it, it was uh, it was better than the game if I'll be honest but um yeah we had a good laugh afterwards didn't we the video was good uh Russ, who's in the who's uh, in the chat at the moment like you know so uh he even smiled.
1: was it wind or did he smile
3: well, I, 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 he told me he was drunk, <laughs> so, so I, re, I reckon it probably was, you know. So, uh, he does like a moment. Is well? there he is again. There, look He's
2: at this, the Huggie, What a legend! Yeah, you
1: gotta love hoggy.
2: People are watching this who weren't with
1: us. Dan because... looks a
3: bit like Mustafi. Yeah, I don't think you'll <laughs> like him after that comment. Like, yeah,
2: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I'm a lot better looking, Hoggy. A lot better looking than Mustafi. I can't well, see the chat rich. for some reason. I can't see any of the chat. I don't know why, but probably uh, best uh, not for comments on it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is it is better. It means you concentrate on what we're talking about. You see, that's what it is, rather than the chat. It's it's it, it's unbelievably works. Um, unbeating unbeaten in 2020. Thoughts <laughs>
3: <laughs> You did do that to wind us up, don't you, like? <laughs>
1: Just Lee, that's the Irish, um, you
3: know that is. I tell you a lot, you know.
1: Well, Lee, there's there's a question that um I, I was touching on before we went into the Armani thing was when we were standing outside um outside Turf Moor before you were going to join Robbie and the others, um you talked about um our loan signings. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, or is it a clever move? Uh, is my thought, which is try before you buy, and the question you put is. If you think it's a good thing, a thing, ting, here we go. That gives it away. My now, <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, do, uh,
1: do you have to be deluded or
3: Irish to agree? <laughs> <laughs> I did say that, to you? Do you it, if you think if you think our if you think our transfer business was good, you're either deluded or Irish. There you go. I've said it right on air like that. You know I mean. And that's <laughs> how I feel about it. You know, I don't see any Arsenal fan can be happy with that transfer business. Come on, it is, why not? If, if there are. If they are, then you know, come on, and talk to me and say that you're happy with it. Like you know, Wait, did you see them warming up? I didn't see. I didn't see none of our loan signings there. You know, one one of them's lost. Lost his. I don't know where he is. Mari. He, he. I think he went to Dubai about three days too early. other because he, he. They certainly weren't in Burnley, and um, and you know um, what's his name? Uh, Cedric. Cedric Smith. He's um.
1: <laughs> he, he's, really?
3: uh he's out injured and someone said that he's not going to be about till March. Well, it could, could someone explain that to me? If he's not going to be about till March, why Why did we... T- and he's a free transfer at the end of the season. Why don't we just wait till the end of the season and have him? I don't think that's true. I
0: don't think it's going to be about till March. I heard he's going to be back after the little winter break. Uh, he's three, three weeks tired. Yeah, and there's, there's footage of him um, training, um, doing some light training so I don't think it'd be much.
1: We don't we don't play another game of football until the 16th of February. So we've got two weeks off. So you know if he is carrying a knock or a small injury, he hasn't played uh, since he was in Italy uh, since January. So he'll have about five or six weeks off. So he should be back into uh, in, in, into a fit situation. Um Corey, you, you piped up on there. What 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 do you make of of, of the loan signings then? Do do you think they're Good signings?
0: I mean, they're all right. They're not going to change the course of the season. You know, they're not going to, nothing's going to drastically change with our team because of the signings. They're just useful signings at this stage. Um, Whether it's done as a permanent or loan or whatever, I don't think that's for us as fans to really worry about. We worry about who gets, who goes onto the pitch, who performs and that's it, not how they got here. Um, if they're good, then they'll be here next season as well. So I'm not getting I'm not getting too caught up with you know money and loans and permanent signings and whatnot. They're all right, but yeah, they, it's, it's not going to change much, is it?
5: No, I don't think but, so. It was about getting numbers in, though, wasn't it? It, it wasn't about uh, getting the big uh, big money signing. We didn't need a big-money left-back because we've just signed Tierney. So we needed a number to back up Saka and Kolasinac, who's going to be back after the winter break. And then we've got at centre-half, we needed we needed another body there. So we've got Mari, who's experienced. Uh, he's had a fantastic season in Brazil. Basically, Flamengo's best player all season. Uh, on the back of his performances, they won the Copa Libertadores, So he's not not as if we've bought you know, crap players. We've bought Cedric Johnny, got 100, 120 uh, premiership appearances for Cedric. It's not as if he's not in inex- experience in the premier. League. And we got him for bugger all at the end of the day. We got him for naffle. We can't get a youth player for what We pay for him. To be honest, I, I agree a hundred percent on the Southampton player, Suarez, Cedric
1: Suarez, um, Marie, Marie, whatever way he's going to be pronounced. Um, I, I, I Saying his experience and saying he's played really well in in the Brazilian league, uh, you know he he was at Man City, couldn't get a game, and he was he was out in the second tier of Spanish football. So who knows on that? But you know the the question I want to, and it's one again, Lee asked the question, but you answered it on the WhatsApp chat beforehand. Is worrying signs about Arteta? There is talk about people saying like about his tactics, and you know. Um, are we? Are the club going back with him? You know, how long will the Arsenal fans you 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 are going to answer this one? You are going to answer this one, Johnny. How long are the fans going to be accepting
5: that we're probably going to end up ninth or tenth this season? Go, Johnny. All right. That's how many weeks Arteta has been in charge. End of December, he got the, he started five weeks. Anybody who's doubting Arteta at this point. Shut up. Keep your opinion to yourself and support the team. Stop saying Arteta doesn't know what he's doing. As soon as he left Man City, Man City's form started getting worse. Tactically, they're they're getting worse. And uh, people are figuring out that Pep has always had a number two that's always helped him with the tactics and so on. We've got the right man in charge. You just have to give him the time he needs to get the team playing the way he wants. He's given the team a week off and they're all going to Dubai to have an intensive training camp. And it's the first time that he's had a whole week without a game or two games and sometimes three games in a, in a week since he took over. So give him the time to actually work with the players and just see this as the opportunity we need to to play the way we want to play and play the way that he wants to play. We have the we have good players not all the players that everybody likes some derisive figures, but at the end of the day, we need to back the manager to get the most out of the players when he gets the time to work with them. And I'm going to get the time. Is it the time that he needs?
1: Um, or is it the support that he needs? Hoggy comes along and says on here that, um, uh, that, um, he gets a free pass, the buck stops with the ownership and, um, the const- and the one constant thing in our demise is Cronky. Now, in fairness to, to, to um, give people's, hoggish position is definitely Cronky out. Um, he, he, he's not keen on, on, on the board. Uh, not that I know that many people are, but he's definitely very uh, Cronky out. But what, what do you think? Uh, Dan, do you want to come back on that one?
2: Uh Yeah, the Cronkies need to go, but the Cronkies ain't going to go. Um, yep. Our problem at the moment is we're on a Champions League wage budget and we're not a club that's good enough to get into Europe, let alone uh, Champions League. So we are going to struggle financially. Um, I think that we've got a, a bug-eyed German in the, in the number 10 getting £350,000 a week, which is skinting us every year, £18 million a year. Um, And the wage... Bill is a disgrace because of the pre- previous regime. So we're stuck with these players. So Cronkie can be blamed, absolutely, but it isn't just him. There's a lot more that's wrong with his club. Because it ain't just him, because the geezer's just out of the picture. So you can't sit there and say, oh, Stan Kroenke's getting on my nerves every week because he's not even there. He doesn't care. I've I've written Kroenke off. He does not care about this football club at all. Everybody knows that. So people need to stop going on about it because he ain't going to listen to the fans and go, oh, do they not like me? There you go. There's five billion then. Go on then, sort yourselves out. He's loving it. He's laughing at it. So I don't want to mention the guy's name because I hate him that much. Let's move on with what we can do because we've got to try and support Arsenal Football Club. There's a lot more wrong than just Stan Kroenke. I don't want him here. I want him gone. I don't like his son. I can't stand him either because he's told us to be excited and we're not excited. We're 10th in the league. So I get it. The Cronkies, we all want them gone, but they ain't going to go anywhere because they're making money out of us. So when it comes to me and talking about Stan Cronky, I'm done with it. These people are not going to be moving anywhere. They're spending our money on a £5 billion stadium from the Rams. It is frustrating. Everybody hates it, but I'm sick and tired of talking about it because the fans don't unite to get these people out. So what happens is they all get toxic and start fighting against each other. I'd rather concentrate on what Arteta's doing and moving forward. And I think personally, going back on the Arteta thing about people wanting him out and some of these deluded fans saying he's not doing a good job, he's pulled up trees with that defence. This is a defence that David Luiz and Mustafi at the back. And what he's done is kept more clean sheets in the last five weeks than we have for the last five years. So what he's done at the start for what George Graham done is let's see what we can do at the back first. Yes, the forward line's a problem. The, the, the balance in midfield isn't right. But I believe if we can go for a um, with a free in midfield, like a hard working, tireless midfield, and then the free that we want to see in Pepe, Martinelli and Aubameyang, then I believe that we can get it going in the next few weeks after this in, this winter break. And no, Hoggy, you will never stop moaning. And I don't care. I love you for it. <laughs>
1: Um, Mike Lee, anything to add on that?
3: Listen, I, I'm, I'll say to, you know, as, as as Russ put in there, he has got a free ride at this at this moment in time. But listen, it doesn't matter what he does if he's not going to get backed, things are he's not going to he's not he's going to fail. It's as simple as that, and I, no one wants to see him fail. Arsenal in a position now where I think going back to into 1983. Now whether it worked or whether it didn't. Arsenal were in the doldrums, just like we are now in, in that time. We'd lost some star players like Liam Brady, etc. And what happened was Charlie Nicholas came available. Now, whether it worked or whether it didn't, every top club wanted Charlie Nicholas and we got him. And that got the fans on side. Everybody was sort of like wanting to go again. And, and it was a big, big statement. What it done was then it attracted other players, like players, other players come to the club eventually then george graham come in they won a trophy then then he got rid of charlie nicholas for whatever reason but brought in other players and the momentum was starting to win again and that is where we are now if you go back to go forward then to the after the george graham era in 94 95 around about that time we were in the doldrums again playing really really bad what happened dennis Burkamp come along and that was a major major signing arsenal in this summer doesn't matter whether it's arteta or whoever if they do not back him and bring in a major signing that's going to rejuvenate everybody in this football club then we're in trouble and we need someone now if that is going to be i'm i'm just going to throw a name out in here. jack Grealish every club in this country is one, of, one of, going to go for him right what's happened in the past when clubs, of uh, big players come up straight away, Arsenal, oh, we can't afford this, can't do this, can't do that. And we've been out of the running. We need to be in the running and make a big, big statement come the summer. Hopefully, it'll be someone that Arteta wants. And this manager and this coach has to be backed because what I've seen so far, forget about Burnley, made mistakes against Burnley, but he's going he's to make mistakes because he's inexperienced. But what I've yep. seen is what I've seen things of, of, of improvements that are happening with players that are not his players. Now, giving the players that he wants and with what he's doing, I think we've got a bloody good coach on our hands. And I can tell you this now, if he doesn't get backed, when you look at someone like Manchester City, which Johnny made a fantastic point, is that I think they're in, something's not quite right at Manchester City, and it's happened since he's gone. It wouldn't surprise me in, in a couple of years' time, if Arsenal do not do the right thing by Arteta, he will go somewhere else, and we will again be kicking our heels about things, and that is so important this summer's transfer window. And and if Cronkay and that Paul do not back the manager, do not bring in the signings what we want. We'll be here in another five years. Going, I'll give this manager time. Give this okay. next manager time.
1: Okay, no, I, I I can't argue with anything both you guys said. But um, one uh, position. Okay, I think Arteta has type of sorted out defense. We've got Saliba coming back. Uh, from France, he's played 90 minutes for our, uh, from Saint Etienne. Uh, he's twenty seven, twenty seven million pounds. He's not had much game time since um, he signed for Arsenal, and we loaned him back. Um, I would expect, I hope that he'll at least come in and play with the first team. And then if he doesn't make it, he's loaned for six months or something. I don't know, but I would have thought I'd like to have him uh, with the squad next season, but. I think the defence is probably there or there about sorted with Tierney and with Saliba and with all the other ones. Pick a position, one position, that you think we need to address first and foremost. Corey, go I, first.
4: I'm going to say, can I just I okay, get a go. chance to speak? Sorry, I didn't get a chance to speak. Sorry. Uh, what I'm going to say is I, I want people to stop blaming Cronky and stop going after Cronky. He's in America. He can't hear you. He's not bothered about you, like Dan was saying. The people that we need to start talking to, or the people that we need to start really addressing, is Raúl and V&I. Now, these exactly. are the people are going. To, they're the people that are in charge of the day to day running of this club. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They're the people who we need to be getting answers from. <clears throat> they're the ones that are going to be given the money, and they're going. To, they're the ones that are spending the money. Arteta is going to tell people what he wants or who he wants? They're going to either try and get him or try and get the next best thing. Now. If we looked what happened with Emery, we went after Zaha. We ended up with Pepe. I don't see that as a bad thing. I'm not complaining about that, but it's not what he wanted in the first place because for some strange reason, they didn't want to fork out too much of Zaha, even though I think there's definitely money there. So it, these are the people that we need to be really concentrating on and not the Cronkays because the Cronkays are going nowhere. These two can be fired at any point in time. Mm.
1: Mike, uh, position good point. No, Mike, it is a good point. Position that you'd like um replace addressed first. What what is the utmost position for you to be addressed first?
4: Uh I'm gonna say it's gonna have to be something in midfield, we need that box to box player. I think that's what we're sorely missing. We're 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 missing a ball carrier, and that's the thing that I'm feeling that we need. Um I want to see that number 10 just disappear. And Ozil to disappear with it, even though you can't see him half the time anyway. So he might as well just go out. On He might as well just go. So I just want to see that just gone. And I, I think we we are truly missing a box-to-box player. Corey?
0: Yeah, I agree with um, Mike. Uh, a dynamic midfielder. Um, someone that could do a bit of everything. I had Jack Grealish, like Lee Judges said. Um, someone like that. Or is, a Madison. Is, he, is, he the, is he
1: the player, G- Grealish? Or have we not got already that in maybe Gwendozi or Willock or something like that?
0: They're not ready yet. You know, they're not ready yet. We're we're talking about a player that can take us from where we are to back into Champions League. Um, those guys aren't it yet. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant point. And so it's going to have to be someone that's got a bit about them, that bit that got the X factor. Um, so and we sorely need that, and I think that's where we should really be looking to heavily invest.
1: Anybody think we need to address any other
5: area rather than that? Um go on then, Johnny. We need a top-level centre half. I mean, like an absolute stonking, a base. Hit all your hopes on uh Up Meccano Van Dyke, some massive centre half to come in and say. That is the man who we're going to build our team on and then go work through the spine of the team because we've got a top keeper, we've got top strikers, we've got some really good players in midfield who need someone to build on. And I think if we got a top level centre half with Saliba coming in and the experience of Socrates and Louise and uh, Chambers come back, holding backing up, Mavropanis is going to bugger off. We all can see that coming. It really needs to be a top, top, top level centre-half. Blow the budget. Sell granny Up. silver. Get a centre-half. Up. Up Meccano
1: or whatever he's called, because uh, if he comes, I'm screwed And Lee. You're, you won't be able to do another podcast <laughs> ever again. <laughs> if, if he, I'm, I, I'm, I'm re- reliably told that that is moving in a very positive direction. Um, it's not there. Um, but the the stuff that's happening in the background that, that he is definitely a target of the uh, of the club and the club are in uh, advanced negotiations. Well, but yeah,
2: is that um, reliant on is that reliant on us getting Champions League though, Fergus?
1: Again,
2: this is my massive thing is if we can get if we can win the Europa League and get into the Champions League, we will have a good summer because we'll be able to attract players. People don't come to Arsenal because of the Europa League. People come to Arsenal because they're Arsenal who are always in the Champions League. And if we're not in the Champions League and Tottenham are, then is Jack grealish going to go, all right, I'll go to London, I'll go to Spurs then? That's my point. So we need to get back into that Champions League ASAP if we want to start attracting these big players because otherwise we're not going to get the... the uh, What we need is a Van Dijk, a Gungolo a, a Kante and a Jack Grealish, the next thought, three of those upcoming. We're not going to get those if we're not in the Champions League, in my opinion.
5: That's my, speak, that's my problem. I think we're going to miss a trick if we don't give the time to the youth players that are coming through now. I mean, I, I keep going on about Willick, every podcast. If Willick Will needs more time... And we've got massively uh, uh, exciting players. We've got Pepe. He's in his early 20s. We've got Saka. We've got Martinelli. We've got Rowe. We've got Nelson. We've got Willock. We've got Gwendouzi. He's only 20, 21. We've got so many young, fantastic players that we can build on. But I think it really needs to start from the back.
1: Mm. Um, I, you know what? It, 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 the, the thing about if you want instant success does mean you do forego some um, some youth players that are, are, are on the way up. I don't think youth players will, it, at, at the level we're at, get the time that the likes of Tony Adams and stuff did in the 80s. I just don't think it happens anymore because the instant success, everyone wants the Champions League. If we got the Champions League next season, uh, to be honest, with the squad we've got, and even with the investment that I think we might even do, I can't see us doing anything but just dropping back into the Europa League again. Um, I, 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 to answer Lee's question, how long will Arsenal fan, fans ex, uh, accept uh, being in 10th place? I'm fine with being in 10th place or 9th place, but not 8th, 7th, 6th, 5th place and... Um, Are winning the FA Cup as much as I'd love to win a a trophy
3: because I don't want to be back in the Europa League again.
5: And you know,
3: but then, then Fergus, you're saying you don't want to win the FA Cup? Then is that what you're saying? I did because the FA Cup gets you in the Europa League. I I, I, I know, I know, and
1: no, that hurts. That does hurt me to say that, but I don't want to be in the Europa League. That's that's the only thing.
4: I think, the problem, yeah, I agree. yeah, the problem with that. Sorry, Johnny, I'm going to say the well, problem with that is you're not going to attract any players, and you know, at least with the Europa League, you can attract you're some kind in of You're in uh, London, players. you're
1: in London, Mike. You, 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 will, you will attract players. Look at players. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Jesus Christ, little Chilean guy played for us. My brain's gone. Um, Alexa Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez, yes. Alexis, was going to go to Man City or Man United, and he didn't because he didn't want to go to Manchester. He didn't even really know what Manchester he would be attracted to. London. I get the point that where, we, what, when, when he... we got him, where, what uh, competition was we in when we got him? We were in the Champions League, but oh, when you we go.
0: Were in the league.
3: Manchester United at the time. Can I just say something though, about that? You know, Suarez was 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 um, went to Liverpool when they was in Europa League. You know, uh, at the end of the day, if you want to go to a football club, whether you're in the Champions League or the Europa League, that you've got, if you're if you're going to negotiate, it's, it's about ambition, isn't it? It's about showing them what what you want to do. You know, if we haven't got no European football and we went out and bought Grealish, we went out and bought a centre half, um, you know, and 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 spent a lot of money. People would turn around and say, "Do you know what? Look at look at this. We've um, we, we're showing ambition." You know, what I mean, Chelsea won the league on the. The following season, uh, they, they, Chelsea won the league after not even being in Europe. But they still attracted players because they won won London. Two, they spent a bit of money and showed a bit of ambition. Exactly right, John. So that's no. what Arsenal going to have to do. Arsenal going to have to show some ambition and 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 show. And I think at the end of the day, if Arsenal do not go out and try and sign Jack Grealish at the end of this season, it will tell you all you need to know. He's he's made waves. I'm telling you that now. He's made waves. About wanting to come to Arsenal, he's walked off at the end of the se- end of the game against Aston Villa this season and said, "I love playing at the Emirates." What is that telling you? He just got mm. beaten by ten men, Arsenal. Why would he say something like that? You know, he turned down Spurs apparently. You know, what I mean? He didn't want to go there. Why? You know, so all these
5: things—he's definitely not. But I'll tell you what: if
3: Manchester United get him. If Manchester United get him, it will show you that they've got the ambition that we've not got.
5: I think they've just... With uh, Bruno Fernandes, I think they are pretty much put paid to any ideas of signing Grealish because they play in the same well, position.
3: They sell Pobba, Johnny.
5: Yeah, yeah, I think was going to Real Madrid anyway. But I I want to... They're going to have a bit more money. To, when we talk about not going into Europa, I think that is better for us long-term. Well, we've had this discussion before. And yeah. really give uh, the squad that we've got... If we can... Do what uh, Liverpool did with Suarez because they just plucked him out of the Dutch league. They paid what was it, 17 million? Something stupid like that. F- they played M- Nafal for him. And we're, and we're, we're
1: linked to Cuckoo at 15 million from Feyenoord. Um, he's 19 Cuckoo. years old. Did he come <laughs> with a clock? <laughs> no, no. Listen, we've overran again. Yeah. There's probably so many of us on here. But the final thing before i want to go is i want to quickly ask um potty and i will put the video up give us a couple of minutes chat about old boy les um hmm. who we met the burnley supporter he's 73 years of age mm. he told some stories didn't he and then we'll close
2: mm. yeah it was great actually to actually listen to uh a kind of old school burnley uh sort of fan, probably about 78, 79 years old, this this lad in the pub. And Hoggy, I you know I'm talking about, because Hoggy came up and spoke to me and Ferg and, and Mike, who were talking to him. And he was just talking about Burnley in the old days and what it used to be like and how they all had trades when he started watching them. You know, they were all all basically uh, plumbers or, or sparkies or whatever it was. And um, talking about Sean Dyche being, in his opinion, the best manager they've had. And just great to hear what it is supposed to be like, in my opinion, to be a football fan, not just a Burnley fan, no matter who it is, Um, old school, proper, proper, love this football. Great to listen to old school fans. And it just gave me this idea that it'd be great to have someone like that to speak to, that was an Arsenal fan, then go into the Man City fans, then go into the United fans and go and speak to what it used to be like when it got to the stage of, you know, um, them growing up being a football fan. How different was it? Because we are spoiled nowadays with how the way that we watch football on t- on tv the options we have um the technology we have to do stuff like this and it was just great to hear how how it was back in his day and what a lovely man um so yeah no cheers for that fur, because he was a a top bloke and he he really made the weekend didn't he you
1: know it, it was really enjoyable i will there's a little bit of Shopping and stuff I need to do, but I'll I'll stick it up um, probably tomorrow, or the next day on Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Facebook and on YouTube and Twitter and have a look. Um, Corey, thanks for joining us again in your uh-huh. psychedelic, psych- psychedelic boudoir.
2: <laughs> Corey, it looks like it looks like you're basically on a balcony with the moon looking down on you, man. What, look at that. that that's that's I think exactly cool. where I am. <laughs> <laughs> that is I looking think... so nice, mate. <laughs> Lee, deluded and Irish. Check it out.
1: <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> As always. Uh, Johnny, you can go have that pee now because he's in the private chat gone. I need one, I need one, I need
3: one. <laughs> I should say that. It just made me laugh.
1: <laughs>
5: uh, Mike, you're doing your hair tonight. He's got his rollers in, <laughs> don't you know? That's where he has his hat on. He's got the rollers in. <coughs> The sun is the the scunny's got his hat on. Hip hip hip, (laughs) (laughs)
1: hooray! It's getting boring now. (laughs) Potty, Potty. we've we've exchanged more than stories in that five hours on the way back.
5: (laughs) Bodily, brilliant time, mate brilliant sure. time yeah.
2: loved it man we'll have to do another away game because they are great and uh, loved every minute man it was a great weekend and you boys made it so um, yeah well enjoyed it well enjoyed I'll see it you
4: at City, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mate I don't know what will be going on with uh, with the next game I'll go to mate no idea but I'd like do, to get to do another
5: do a one we yellow ribbons away day to Olympiacos and meet up with Trev <laughs> Trev's back in England I know but he said he still wants to go to the Olympiacos probably will. He probably will. Listen, you have
1: listened to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you want to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Uh, YouTube, hopefully you're now all jumping on the YouTube and following us and subscribing. You can join in the chat as well in this. And we're also on Instagram. I need to get a new chair because I keep on dropping down every day seconds so on that note before i drop off the edge of edge of the world uh, thanks very much
2: and up up the arse up the arse
0: thanks for listening to guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans follow us on facebook at guns and yellow ribbons or twitter at guns and ribbons and remember to rate and review us too